Blurred Up, Blurred Up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. You can find us on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. You can find us on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D period U-P. And you can find us on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. I am your host, Brendan. Hello, everyone. I hope the show finds you safe and well. On our last show, I know I told you I'd go buy some cigarettes and come back in a month. But unfortunately, that got extended to two months. I did not abandon you, though. A lot has happened during that time, but I don't have the time to go into all that on this particular show. But I am excited to be back. It feels really good to be creating, writing, and recording again. This week, I teamed up with the fabulous fanboy fighter herself, fantastic Frankie, to do a spoiler breakdown of Black Widow. And I had a great time. Frankie is, she's so New York. And I love it, and I hope you all do too. Without further ado, here you go. What up, what up, folks? Welcome to this part of the show. Um, we are going to talk about the 24th entry in the MCU, setting off Phase 4, Black Widow, with all that work that Black Widow put in, being the fourth Avenger to be shown on screen, and given that this film takes place after Civil War and before Infinity War, you would think she would have gotten her own solo film much earlier, but alas... It is here, and I'm going to do a spoiler discussion with Fantastic Frankie. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? Very excited to be here. Talk about Black Widow. Yeah. Long time coming, man. If y'all recall, uh, we did a 20th anniversary uh, retrospective on X-Men last year. That was really fun. And it's been a whole year. Uh, You've been making waves out there. You're going to be a guest on BlurCon next week too, right? No, not on BlurCon. Uh, maybe next year, but I will be a guest at DreamCon, which is the following weekend in North Carolina, not North Carolina, um, in Dallas. And I'm very excited. It's been really difficult as a female content creator to really sell myself to cons as a guest um, because historically they're used to having either voice actors or co- um, cosplayers for women. So what I do is so niche and so different than what they're really typically used to seeing for women. So for a long time, I've had no matter how many followers I had or the engagement, it's been really hard to convince cons to kind of take that chance and have me as a guest. So DreamCon is really my first like huge con, and I'm I'm very excited about that. Um, and it's gonna be really really great. So I think I have two panels. Um, and I'm going to be interviewing someone super big. I can't wait for you guys to see. Any hints about who this could be? or I will say that it is someone that I talk about a lot um, and really a launch of my page. Um, so people are going to be like, wow, this is full circle for Frankie. <laughs> That's dope. That's super dope. So if you guys don't know about me, my name's Fantastic Frankie. I created a debate forum on different platforms and I also do some wild reviews. Um, you can find me most places at Fantastic Frankie, F-R-A-N-K-E-Y, um, except for Twitter because they're haters. So you can find me there at Fanboy Fighter. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a good time. It's a lot of discussions on my page. I cover everything, comics, anime, sci-fi. If you feel like you would have got teased about liking it in high school, then definitely it's on my page. So pull up. Pull up. (laughs) We're going to pull up right into spoilers uh, with this movie because I don't think there's a reason to do general thoughts. People who want to see this movie are going to see Black Widow regardless of what we say. 
And if you're listening to this podcast, and you've probably already seen it anyway, so here we go. You've been warned. Three, two, one. So off the bat, I got to say, I forgot how refreshing it is to see the Marvel opening on the big screen again. Agree. You know, it's weird. It was the first time I felt like my life is starting to come back. You know what I mean? Like it's been it wasn't mm. just COVID and everything like that. There was no Marvel movies for the first time in over, you know, 10 years. It's like when LeBron didn't make it to the playoffs for the first time. It, it just was like so <laughs> surreal in in that type of way. So you're right. Like sitting there and that da, 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 I was like, oh, it was just a catharsis that I, I didn't realize I'd missed. And you know the disney plus show is kind of scratching that itch but not in the way that you know being in the movie theater and experiencing surround sound and i and i invested i got a theater i tried to not a theater y'all i live in new york (laughs) i put up speakers (laughs) which is my equivalent and it's still it does not mirror like being in a theater so you're right i was so hyped to like be there once again i just feel like it's been over 10 years now. I feel like at this point, that Marvel opening means more to me than Tinkerbell flying over the Cinderella castle at the start mm-hmm. of every Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Or that lady, that Columbia lady, putting the getting all dolled up and putting her uh, <laughs> putting her little torch in the air. Like, or the lion, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's like, I, I think so. And to be honest, at this point, Marvel Studios is one of the biggest studios. All right, let's get into the into the movie this film had an extremely dark opening Mm -hmm. you know but that's that's what they need right for black widow i mean that's what i loved about black widow and something that i feel like they've been doing they've kind of been hinting at but they've never really dived into it but of all the marvel characters black widow has some of the darkest origins the darkest storylines period and it was the first time I was like yes this is yeah you know so like the fact that it took so long to do a movie was weird to me because I'm like yeah acting like dark black widow don't get down like she get down you gave ant-man two movies before black widow (laughs) don't even (laughs) do not get me started on that I remember saying that out loud like when it was announced I was like ant-man before and she had already been introduced um and i think one thing i will say about this movie because it is set after civil war they did things to kind of modernize it and and tie it into what we're watching now but it felt weird like i was watching something i should have been watched you know what i mean like i was like why is this being released in 2021 when this should have been released in 20 i think 16 you know what i mean so it's five years too late and something about it felt dated not like a throwback but like dated like we should have been got this why are we just getting it now no i totally agree but i just want to jump back to the the opening just the 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 imagery of not only child abduction but as you talk about just the trauma these these are little girls mm-hmm. and that rendition of smells like team spirit was especially mm-hmm. moving to me i was you know i take notes in the theater i don't know, I don't know if, if you do that but mm-hmm, i course. simply had to yeah I, I had to stop because i was just like so swept up in the emotions of because that because that song that the, the title credits went on for such a long time 
I thought at some points it was too long. Like, I was like, we get it. Um, This is awful. And you're right. I think for you and I, we're millennials. Nirvana and and Smells Like Teen Spirit, y'all, if white boys were ever cooler, it was in the 90s, y'all. And angst and all of that was so big. And I remember that song coming out and just me being super emo and screaming at the top of my lungs. You know what I mean? So like for it to be repurposed and, and you know, sung by a woman and, and it kind of highlighting, you know, trafficking and stuff like that was definitely it was definitely opening. And you're right. It was definitely impactful, but it, it, it dragged on. I was like, all right, y'all. Let's get this moving. I think what's interesting too is is the flip of here we are now entertain us because it's really the girls are there to entertain these men mm-hmm. right as opposed to the original song's intent. So just just a lot of layers I thought on that. But as you said, you know this dark this darkness is how you distinguish a movie from the rest, and especially how you just, you would start off a new phase, right? Mm-hmm. And I was all on board. Speaking of children, do you know the child actress who played young Natasha? No, but I thought she was incredible. She looked just like her. Is she? Is that her daughter? No, she's the daughter of Mila. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Jovovich. No way. I mean, I could believe that. And you know, she Mila started younger than her, right? Acting younger than her Did as she? well. Yeah, I, I was watching some child star. Um, documentary and she was just talking about honestly similar (laughs) similar themes to Black Widow how it was being like a young model um, especially like in the 80s where like Mm -hmm. cancel culture these type of rules were not there so like Mila was talking about like being sexualized at like 10 um, Mm -hmm. and how that felt Um, but that was interesting she's definitely great and you know what I need to ask white people how they feel about this. So besides you're saying Mila Jovovich's daughter um, and one other actress we'll talk about later, ain't no Russians in this movie. And they're Russian. I don't speak Russian. I could tell it was butt. I could tell you <laughs> It was butt. Was, it was definitely <laughs> terrible. I was like. Mm. No, it was pretty bad. I'm, I live in New York. I've heard enough Russian to know that there's no like the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Um, that's, that's definitely one of my criticisms of the movie. On on the kid, I, I made a joke in my notes. Like as many roles as Scarlett Johansson has taken from Asians and trans people, I'm surprised she didn't take this child's role too. Yeah, I told her to de age <laughs> word to Will Smith, right? <laughs> she was right. like, "I'll just walk right. on my knees, <laughs> and then right. you can change my face." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's sad because I don't. You're right. Like I've never been a fan of Scarlett Johansson. But that's a tribute to the movie that I forgot for during those two hours that I didn't I don't mess with her. And I just was rooting for her, her character. And honestly, the disservice that Marvel has been doing for so long to to this character. For sure. I want to slide over to to the fight in Morocco, that knife fight and that knife twist in in that lady's stomach and that gutting action. I feel like that's one of the the most brutal kills Mm -hmm. we've ever seen in the MCU. You know, or Iron Man. I rewatched Iron Man on a plane like a month or so ago. Half those kills mm-hmm. are wild. Like Iron Man leaving, the when they pick up Tony and they murder half. Iron Man was pretty risque as the first movie, but I agree. And it's honestly one of, first of all, Florence Pugh, Pugh, Pugh 
Pew, yeah. She's Miss a Midsummer. Star. Miss Midsommar. Yeah, she's she's a star. I loved her. I loved her character. I will say this, and this is my biggest critique about the movie, is I hate it, hate it that it was some magic mind control that mm. was the part of the Red Room, part of the reason why she was liberated. Um, because I felt like, first of all, they got to do it. I felt like it, it was tied to them working with women and they're like, women need to be mind controlled. But also like if it wasn't, Bucky didn't have no magic mind control, right? It would have been so much more impact. He was psychologically changed right but he didn't have no secret syrup that could like wake him up right the wakandans had to break him back down and build him back up and i would have so much more preferred if she was just a product of what they of her environment and then she watched her sister become an avenger and that impacted her to be like we can get out of this red room and to reach out to her sister and be like, we need to help these girls break this cycle. You get what I'm saying? Instead of like, because then it would have been totally different. Like um, towards the end when they roll up to the red room, mm. if it was that they're not being, these girls are just washing them because they think they have to listen to this man all the time. And then Scarlet washing him up and then them thinking, oh, shoot, well, we have free will, of course. You get what I'm saying? Because people don't realize that, especially for women who are living in a patriarchal world, who can who are influenced from a very young age, that you can mind control someone psychologically through wear and tear. And I think it would have been it would have made the story way more grounded, which is what I feel like Black Widow is supposed to be, right? She's she's showing the horrors of the world. Um because Stuff like that, like that mind control and stuff, made me feel like I was watching Fast and the Furious, where it's like it's reality, but it's borderline like fiction. Like there's a lot of science fiction moving in here, and I mean it's a comic book movie, so yes. But you know, I really wish that same scene. Imagine if she was just shanking, she's poking that woman because somebody told her. And the woman is like, this is wrong. And then she had to, like, evaluate what her own decisions were without that type of, you know, mind control. I think I, I'm not sure how much I agree, but at the very least, the, the mother Melina was that, was that person, right? She, like, she right. talked about the, the metaphor for patriarchy in this movie is the cage, right? I think that's easy to understand. Like, she's just a hamster on the wheel. So even though she knows what she's doing, um, she's still choosing to be a part of this. Well, I guess you're talking about women just being psychologically indoctrinated. That's what what Black Widow was, right? And then she got out of it. So, you, so you're mm -hmm. saying you want all the widows to be that on on that yes. level? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. That would have been fire. You get what I'm saying? Because that honestly is a harder job than if there's some magic serum that turns you off. You get what I'm saying? That would have been a yeah. way harder. Then we would have felt real danger, like Scarlet. How you gonna fix this? It's no fix. You gotta be convincing. You better talk to them like Naruto. Like I don't know how you about to talk, talk to Jitsu. Jitsu. I don't know how you. You better speak to Vision, see what he about. But like, then it becomes understanding. Like how do we overthrow a system that's so deeply rooted? And I mean, 
it obviously is like that's a heavy thing to put on a Marvel movie, but I feel like they're going that route, especially when they use heavy words like we use the most best resource, girls. Yeah, I just I'm seeing just different kinds of women in this movie. You had the ones who are completely like brainwashed, brainwashed, and you had people who had a mild level of indoctrination. And you have people who are free. So I, I like the, the levels, you know, the idea that even though men are responsible for creating the cage, uh, victimized women like Melina can end up participating in it. Like think about the real world, as you were talking about grounded, you know, women who are lobbying to take away their own rights, you know, or right. recently that that actor from Smallville was Allison Mack. She got sentenced for helping that cult leader recruit sex slaves. Oh, yeah. They got the documentary on HBO, y'all. Ooh. It's incredible. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... I would like to see what you're talking about. I'm just very curious about how that would play out. And there were just so many elements in this movie. There was Jason Bourne stuff. There was Jason Bond. Uh, and it was kind of fast and fierce at the end in some ways. Right. But there were so many influences in this movie. I just wonder what would have to get cut for your story to play out. It would out. have been, honestly, the same movie, right? Okay. So instead of, instead of Yelena getting sprayed with whatever that red stuff is, right? She could have killed this woman and this woman told her something that impacted her so much, right? Natasha is still on the run. Yelena reaches out to her now because she is now also on the run and she knows Natasha is on the run. It's the same storyline. They roll up, they get their mans, they go up to Marina and she's like, what are you going to do? This is how complicit we are. And she's explaining the dynamics Right. They roll up to the red room. Girls are training and then the girls start fighting them because that's what they're meant to do. And then when Scarlet shows that she can hit, you know, whoever their guy, I forgot his name. Um, Trakoff. Yeah. Like Trakoff is just a man. We have all the power. And then they're like, oh, we do. We out. You know what I mean? And to be honest, the stuff with Taskmaster, I could do without. I never, I never been baited. I never been baited on this. Actually, Loki is baiting me a bit too. But it's like the stuff with Taskmaster. Let's go there. It's cool. Go ahead. I could not do it. First of all, why did they cast basically The Rock to be the stunt double? It's so clearly a man, the whole movie. I was like, I'm not, and I'm not saying that Taskmaster, a woman can't be buff. They could have cast Ronda Rousey or some wrestler that's D's to be the body double, right? Yeah. Um, but the, like the reveal was stupid. It also let me know that Taskmaster, who's such a huge villain, a great villain, an impactful villain, is, is now not coming back. Right. Were you surprised by the reveal or did you see it coming? Of course I saw it. Come on. Okay. First I just want to make Yelena, sure. Yeah. Yelena starts, she says, did you confirm the kill? Did you check the body? That was first, it, yeah. First no. And they, they, they said the girl's name like five times. I said, all right, so this is Taskmaster. Obviously. And then they revealed, she's one of the only <laughs> Russian actresses in the movie. And she said, right. I think half a line in English. Is he gone? That's really it, yeah. right? <laughs> I was like, I can't believe they did this to my mans. And I, I, I'm fine with the... I would have been fine with the reveal, right? Mm-hmm. 
if to the same point, right? I would have loved if Taskmaster was doing what she did because she got she almost got clapped. You get what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'm I'm about to kill you and do whatever because y'all tried to kill me and my. That father. makes total sense. Exactly, that makes total sense. Instead of her being brainwashed and. Pfft, I was getting tight, and especially on that on that aircraft, that's where the Fast and the Furious came out. There was like five scenes that I was waiting for Vin Diesel to just jump out and say "familiar." Family, <laughs> it's about family. <laughs> Loved it, I, I, but I like that ridiculousness, and it obviously makes more sense in a Marvel movie than it does in Fast and well, now Fast and Furious is full on sci-fi, but um, I didn't mind that ridiculous. Like, there's a scene where she like. Scarlett Johansson is free falling in the air and jumps through a helicopter um, and then starts fighting again and then grabs a pair. It was insane. And I was like, does she have powers? Endurance? Do you know what that Sky Station and that parachute scene is a reference to? No. James Bond. Which one? Moonraker with Roger Moore. Oh, I I ain't go that back that far back <laughs> in the bond. Do you remember when she was watching that movie in the trailer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was Moonraker. Ah, so there. Okay. So that was the Easter egg in Moonraker. This guy has a space station in the sky, but before he even gets there, there was a scene where James Bond was pushed out of a plane, and a villain was already out there too. So he dives down to take the parachute from the villain. Whereas in this movie, Natasha jumps to give one to Elena and then goes right. back to try to take one or share it with Taskmaster. So Can of- she fly? She was navigating in that air. <laughs> I was like, she not- give her some wing. If she had a little webbing in her suit, I would have really banged with that. Like Spider-Man, that would have been dope. Yeah, yeah, then I would have been like, okay, this makes sense how she can navigate through the air like this. But at some point, I was like, first of all, how high up are they that they could breathe? That they could move, that they could, I mean, it's a comic book movie, but I thought it was hilarious, that that whole sequence. And they didn't once get hit It got by very debris. silly. It got very silly. And I, I'm, I'm going to go into that a little bit later, but I, just to keep on Taskmaster, I think. I liked what we got from Taskmaster, but it just didn't feel enough, like, compared to the terrifying presence of the Winter Soldier. Like, he was... When yeah. he was out, he was out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he was the Terminator. I feel just overall this movie, the the villainous presence was very light, even from Drakoff and the other widows. I agree. But you know why though, right? Because there was a, a quick fix for everyone. That's what I'm saying. So because they had this magic serum that could instantly get you to stop fighting if you got close enough, mm-hmm. then the danger wasn't really there. You get what I'm saying? They had a whole arsenal of that red stuff that, like, you doing hand-to-hand combat, if you break it, you're going to stop fighting me, right? Versus if I'm fighting because psychologically I've been torn down and told to do this, ain't nothing you can do. You may have to kill me. You may have to seriously incapacitate me to move forward. And you're right. Yo, you're you're so right when... Bucky pulled up, and and Bucky is the same way, right? Bucky was psychologically changed, right, through years right. of trauma and stuff. When Bucky pulled up, no matter what Captain America said, and nobody got pipes like him, he was here to, to destroy everything and dip, and that is where that fear came from. These women were just robots. They were androids, right. essentially, um, that could easily be turned off. And I think that's why that danger factor that you're talking about wasn't there. 
not only turned off, but they were easy to feed it, right? Even when in Budapest, like they they they, they broke those girls down pretty easily. Yo, Scarlett Johansson was taking on. 30 widows who was fresh out the gym. She ain't warm fresh up. Out the gym. Her no, were they not just in the gym? I yeah, was like, right. I was like, these are all widows. I know she is one of the best widows, but is she? Or is she just one that got out? You get what I'm saying? And even if she is, there were 30 widows there. And yeah, they do start to wash her up. But it shouldn't even been a point where they should have washed her up immediately. 30 chicks? Nah, bro. Russian? You know they don't fight here. They're not going at you one at a time. They about to jump Partially you Russian, all at yeah. once. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were they were fighting her like it was like a Batman game. You know, I'll, I'll like yeah. wait back here. You know, while you t- take care of those two, and then I'll come in when you beat them up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My last note for Taskmaster. So I I don't watch trailers. I don't I don't know if you know that I don't watch trailers until after the movie comes out. I try to look for any misleading scenes or lines, and one stood out. In the trailer, it said that Taskmaster was controlling the Red Room. His call signs Taskmaster. He controls the Red Room. They're manipulated, fully conscious, but no choices. Mm, that would have been so much more fire. I mean, that would have been so much more fire. Anyway. That would have been anyway, so much yeah. more fire. No? If, what's his name? Romanov? Tovakov? Um, Russian name number three. I mean, <laughs> it's Marvel don't even be Stroganoff. trying. Yeah, Droganov. They'd be like, just put an off on the end. Um, if he right. was Taskmaster, that would <laughs> but that would have been fire. Or even if she thought it was Taskmaster, was that guy, and then found out it was his daughter, that would have been a reveal. Mm. Oh, I totally agree. Um, you want to talk about some some fights that we did like? Yeah, because yeah. I really liked the Budapest fight. I liked the fight with Natasha and, mm. and Yelena. Yeah, they were, I liked all their. It was really together. giving me like Winter Soldier vibes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was like they they started using all these items. It reminded me of Jason Bourne. You know when he was fighting with like the pen and the newspaper. They might as well have been my mama, just grabbing anything you know, to to whoop my ass. You know when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> you know it, you're saying? right. And that was the only scene that I felt real danger to your point, right? When Natasha was fighting her. And there's a scene where she grabs a knife and it, it changed the, the tone completely because at first it was them. I felt like fighting because they hadn't seen each other in a while. And that was their greeting. And once she picked up the knife, I said, oh, oh, she trying to because we had just saw her violently kill someone else with a knife. Yeah. But even Tasha had that that fear in her eyes. She's like, oh, shit. Oh, 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 oh. And then she quickly tried to find something to counteract that. She was terrified. Yeah. Yeah, yo, it's definitely and and I mean, um, what's his name says it later that um, Yelena was top killer as a child. You know, she's no one to be trifled with, um, and you felt that danger in that scene for sure. Even though I knew like they're gonna start working together, I was like, somebody about to get hurt. Like for that second, I forgot, and I was like, what if they aren't gonna work together for the whole show? So yeah, um, love that scene, love that scene. I wish we I saw like that, you know, go um, ahead. I was saying I wish we saw and liked because I did love him. Um, what's his name? Red. Um, Great Guardian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because every time he was on screen, I felt like that was the most anticipation. Like even that very first scene 
where like he's trying to fight people off the plane. And first of all, every time they got on the plane, my man had to fight his way onto said plane. He ain't never got to just walk into a plane. And I think that was another scene that I felt like was thrilling. Like, will they all make it out? How is this going to end? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do like it. But you're right. Budapest. Incredible. Yeah. I just like that, you know, Cap has a shield, but Natasha and the Widows make anything a weapon, like like John mm-hmm. Wick. It's like that that Damien Wayne line from that movie, and he was like, you use a weapon, I am a weapon, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't they start choking each other with a curtain? Yeah, like that was that? crazy. I was like, yo, this is crazy. You're right, you're right. I do think that of all the Marvel standalone, like, character movies, this is one of the, barring... The Captain America movies, because those movies are low key, like have, you know, Avengers 2.0, 3.0. But like one that's solely on one character and their story. I, I want to say Black Widow, especially because of the action scenes, one of the most entertaining by far because of scenes like that one. Yo, come on, mm. let, let me let me mm. list them for you. Mm. Let's take out Iron mm. Man 1 and 2, right? Mm. Thor 1, you think is was more entertaining than this? As a first character Avenger? movie, first Avenger, as a char- yes, as a character movie, I think Thor and Captain America: First Avenger are better films than this. As a character movie, right, in terms of building and yes. stuff like that, I'm talking yes. about pure entertainment. You don't got you drinking with your friends. You want to throw something on. I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of showing show my cards too too early. I was going to put this on the end, but yeah. I honestly think this movie is in the bottom pile for me of, really? of MCU films. Wow, yeah, I was it, entertained. It didn't I was trying to do the the good stuff before I dive into I this, know. but okay, we'll, I, I we'll feel like I feel like list. okay, okay, okay. My last positive, I really liked the score of this movie. Um, Agreed. Lauren Balf, uh, he did the score for Lego Batman, which I love. Uh, and for the gaming nerds, he did Modern Warfare 2. Uh, he worked mm-hmm. on all three Nolan Batman movies, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. He worked on V for Vendetta. He did a lot. He's done a lot. But the ending credit score mm-hmm. it, uh, before the stinger is just electrifying. Like, that shit goes so hard. Yeah. That, Even so in the trailer. It's just a, it's just a score and a Budapest fight? You didn't like the bridge fight? No. The bridge fight got no. busy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You meant with the Taskmaster. Yes. yes that was dope. That was dope. Yes, yes, that yes, was, yes, yes. That was that dope. Was that was dope. dope. You, the scene where Yelena gets freed in the beginning, also dope. So now we're looking at three scenes. Old boy escaping she from got, prison she, she got was fire. I'm talking about when she, what were you talking about? The, bru- the brutal one. Mm-hmm. Morocco, Budapest, and and The Bridge. I think those are the only three I was, I really enjoyed them. The, so you didn't I think like the prison the, break? The Joe breakout just seemed a bit unrealistic to me. I w- it was just too much happening for me to be like, oh, I can understand why these ladies are not have not been blown out the sky at this point. It felt really unrealistic after a point. It went on too long for me to kind of believe. It did go. It did go. This long. that's that was my big. That was my that was my thing. I did like the thought though that he was in jail because he was loyal to his country because it showed that at any time he could break out of that jail. Right. He's a super soldier. So like once she was like, I get in loser, we're leaving. He immediately was like, oh, we out. And then he started breaking stuff. Right. We're out. And I I did like that because one thing about him was he was patriotic and 
Mm. I mean, I think all of the actors there did their job and did it well. Yes. And I love seeing old boy from Stranger Things. Um, I even love if you David guys Harbour. watch Stranger. Yes, David Harbour. I love how in Stranger Things, if you watch the third season, how he progressively get more uh, brolic throughout the season, preparing for this role. <laughs> so he's like this flat slob, and like halfway through the season, you're like, "What? Why is he so big?" All of us. <laughs> and that does pretty cool. I will say with him, it's like. I love David Arbor, but I feel like he was written for a different film. Like, mm. he's really Captain America, but he didn't act like it besides that opening amazing scene that I, I totally agree. That, that scene was also amazing uh, to mm-hmm. me. Like I said, after, after the first act, I think this movie kind of lost me. But, mm-hmm. like, for, for example, when they, when they came to apprehend him and those bright lights came into the house, and any trained agent's gonna like avoid the lights, right? But he's but he stands up right in plain view, and he got shot up like Ace Ventura in Africa. Three darts is too much. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. But- <laughs> it was funny. It was funny, but because he believed, like. He's been shot before and been okay, right? He's a super soldier. So, like, you you got lights. He's like, what y'all finna do? You know what I mean? And and they, they hit him with one dart, and he was like, this is nothing. Because he would have, that if he got hit with two or three darts, he would have been all right. So I don't think he was tripping about that. And I think he also knows that he's an asset that the Russian army would never, not the Russian, but whatever, they wouldn't outwardly go to kill because no matter what, he's still an asset. So I, I got that, and I love that about him. My, I guess my thing was, after seeing him in the opening uh, scene where he was so secretive and being very careful, and just seeing this immediate 180 with him, there, I think there wasn't enough for me to really understand the turn. It's been so, 25 years. What does that mean to me? Because 25 years for Cap could mean different things for people, right? Cap is still Cap. You know, old, old Cap right. is still you know, old Cap. You know what I'm saying? I don't know enough about what he went through to be like, okay, this this, this makes and, sense to me. And I, I said this, I think, on for all nerds as well. Like, you know, the standard of Cap and who he is is a dream and not very realistic in, in human nature. Because, I mean, he grew up with polio. He's never been exposed to the world. Um, so, like, for him, he's always had this idealistic view. And, I mean, also that's why they chose him, right? Because... He, the way the world is, is he sees the world in rose-colored glasses, and he has these morals, and he doesn't break from them. But most people, honestly, um, is closer to how um, I think Red um, Guardian would be. We're like, it's hubris, right? He's like, you don't know who I am. He's in jail, just beating up people for the fun of it. And after a while, you get to get more, like, full of yourself. Um, What I was thinking about was, yo, the Soviet Union was getting busy. Well, well, Bruce Banner messing up his body with gamma rays and stuff like that. Soviet over there, two super soldiers deep, ready to go, infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I was like, y'all, we was not doing what we need to be doing because Soviet was over there getting busy. That's very true. Two super soldiers they had. And the one we had, the black man, we was putting in jail. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, to be fair, Russia did too, so. 
Eventually. Right, but this it, but the jail that Isaiah Bradley went through and this Russian one, he was chilling in there, right? That's like, true. He was I mean, he was there. he was getting tattoos in that jail. <laughs> he was chilling. Isaiah Bradley was not chilling. He was being illegally tested on for years. True. Um, That's true. I did feel like they took this American asset and put it above Red Guardian, right, with the Winter Soldier, and I felt like maybe. He may. I wonder if he felt any. I wish he would have talked about it. Like, yeah, they they got the Winter Soldier now, and I think that would have been a really cool line to ask, like, or the whole program, right? Right. Agreed. Agreed. Because he wasn't in it, and it could be because he was already agent, and they felt like back to my point of talking about psychological warfare. Him being a willing agent versus like um, the Winter Soldier. If they would have, if he would have discussed that, especially since. This is right after Civil War. You get what I'm saying? Like, I think the fact that he didn't bring up the Winter Soldier who was working. He was working for the Soviet, right? Or was it Germany? I mean, he was working for Hydra, right? And Hydra doesn't really have a nationality. So, I mean. I guess the Red Star and stuff is very Soviet-y. That's true. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would have loved to see what his thoughts were about it. Because there's no way he didn't know. He obviously had a high clearance level Mm. um like i would have loved even if it was marina like yeah and they got that that pretty boy out here doing whatever with his metal arm i would have been like yeah talk your shit like i need to know how y'all feel about this because obviously he's getting pushed aside for this new toy how do you feel it well old toy he's 90 but you you get what i'm saying that would have been fire right especially since he spoke about captain america so much that's true. I wonder if you're introducing so many elements to make this better, if this would have been better as a show, like Loki or, mm-hmm. or like no, a, a WandaVision. No, because they're not doing the shows that great either. <laughs> I agree. But I think, you know, a, a spy show could have added a new element besides what we've been getting. So mm-hmm. I think this is a good dovetail into some things that kind of I was upset about in this movie. My main issue with this movie was the tonal shifts. For as dark as this movie started out, and as invested as I was in the stakes of saving the brainwashed women, the jokes that were included to kind of align this movie with the other MCU films were, to me, some of the most obviously, I think, forced, like, doctored script, like, forced Mm -hmm. and flat jokes in the history of of the franchise. So, for example, the, the helicopter scene where the ladies talk about their forced hysterectomies. In Asia Ultron, Tasha was controversially so like broken up about that. But in this one, they went the total opposite direction. And the fact that these women were abducted and violated and their dad sent them to be violated was kind of played for laughs. Okay. Why the aggression, huh? Is it your time of the month? I don't get my period, dipshit. I don't have a uterus. Or ovaries. Yeah, that's what happens when the Red Room gives you an involuntary hysterectomy. They kind of just go in and they rip out all of your reproductive organs. They just get right in there and they chop them all away. Everything okay, out. Okay. They might as well have added a womp womp sound effect in a laugh track. Oh, I was about to talk about fallopians. <laughs> I love that they did it that way. It, to me, it felt like Yelena was taking ownership um, and and some sort of power over 
right? Because he doesn't want to admit the atrocities that he does. And like you said, it was controversial because when Natasha talks about how she's a monster, it, mm. it played off as she was a monster. She was talking to Hulk because she couldn't have children. Not she was a monster because she was a trained killer, right? Yelena is talking, when Yelena makes a joke about it, it's more like, you know, this procedure done against my will, F y'all. You know, but there's worse things that I've been doing. It just felt like she was taking power over it and telling him to be quiet and also reminding him, like, you ever had your parents make a joke about, and I mean, I can't really talk, but I've seen white people do it. Um, Like, their parents will say something and they'd be like, well, if you didn't neglect me for such and such, then maybe I'd be a functional society. So that dark humor, I feel like, is not only a clutch but a way for them to survive some of the worst things that have happened to them you know yeah i think the idea is good i didn't dig how it was done like even mm-hmm. the idea that they, they went further and said this is what you sent me to go get do you remember like something like that because they didn't even really talk about his agency in sending them off it was just about what they did Right. So right. a lot of the film didn't really talk about what Red Guardian actually did. So I thought that was kind of a missed opportunity there. Um, like in your own TikTok, you mentioned about, or I think it was IG, you mentioned that Natasha is a master of sexual arts. Like, how did she learn that? Right. Right. I think maybe. Right, right. I think I think maybe because I'm a teacher of small kids, like this this movie's approach to some of the most horrible human atrocities that is, you know child abduction and violation i think the, the approach was just extremely shallow to me it, it just rubbed me the wrong way i think there are there are subjects that you can broadly gloss over and they have done that in mcu like war or you know whatever but i don't think this is something that you can do that with and you know what i think with the real issue here and why they went that route is because Black Widow is cannot truly a good Black Widow movie cannot be a PG thirteen movie, and I think if it was rated R, they would have been able to still make those dark jokes, but like on some like you said, rooted in realism, they would have been able to highlight how dark her life is and what they're doing, and I think also they would have, they were very I agree they were very concerned on making sure that we liked Red Guardian right. But even from the beginning, he spent three years with these girls, right? And for the little girls who it's hard for them to realize what's real and what's fake, he always knew I'm acting. So for these girls, especially for Yelena, Yelena was three when it started. So for her, this is her life. And Mm. for him, he's like... I should be fighting Captain America and they have me in Ohio with these snot-nosed kids pretending to be, I hate America, pretending to do this, 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 and the third. So even when they take the girls from him, right, to him, he's never thought about them as his daughter, even though he says it. He says it more in like a joking way. And I agree, like, I wish they would have shown that more. Like, he's like, this, she says it, and Yelena, some of the, one of the best acting performances is like, you can't tell me the best part of my life was fake, right? Mm. I wish they would have highlighted it more with how for everyone else who was older, it was fake. Even in the very first scene, right, when Yelena hurts herself, Natasha is very, 
right um detached from that right she like gets a boo-boo and her mom comes to like fix it and natasha's Mm. like standing back from it and looking at her because in natasha's mind i could see the wheels turning like i i should not be connecting with you on any level because you are not real but you're the job exact do the job but for yelena how could she fathom that type of nuance at her age yeah just i think i think this film had some a bit heavy-handed like cringy moments similar mm-hmm. to i don't know your thoughts on captain marvel but i mm-hmm. thought in some ways a bit heavy-handed if not worse like i said the helicopter scene for me it just i it, it i didn't connect with that that well i think representation matters so i know the subject of female empowerment and bucking that patriarchy like that needs to be covered and i welcome that not just for girls but men need to see that in a metaphorical and literal way like how they treat how they impact women i just wish the mcu did that with the dafter hand like like wonder woman you know wonder woman had that line in, in the first film about needing men for reproduction but not for pleasure like that was a smart line and that stayed mm-hmm. with me for 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 years i felt like i was missing that kind of intelligent writing or emotional resonance with this movie yeah because they had a female director right but that's it kate shortland um and she didn't write the film uh no a guy let me get my notes out yeah here. you don't even gotta say who the guy name is i just know it was a man like a lot of the stuff to your point that whole scene i was cringing that scene when natasha is confronting her abuser and he says this one line, like the most abundant resource that no one cares about. And then yeah, took yeah. a pause and said, girls. And I remember me and like five other people in the theater. I was like, oh, it felt very, you know, when Sam is it's cartoonish. To, yes. You know, when Sam is talking to everyone on TV at the end of Captain America um, and the Winter Soldier. And it was very like PBS special, like not PBS, like um, Truth or, or Dare or something, not separately, like those type of specials where it's like, huh, racism is wrong. Blah, 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 blah. And it, it yeah. felt very much like that. It was very mustache twirly. Oh, yes. <laughs> Too many girls in the world. Yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. There seem to be two categories of media representation with these blockbusters. Like the first group is where you got this movie, Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey, Captain Marvel, where the heroines kind of face this patriarchy as it is and fight against it to varying levels of subtlety. They, they, they usually don't do a great job to me. And the second group has more utopian stories where it isn't as emphasized so much because they've largely moved beyond it. Like Star Trek Discovery. I don't know if you've, you've seen that show. No, but I heard it's good. So maybe I will watch it. It's my first Star Trek show. It, and I think it's fantastic. And the actress, uh, Sonique Martin-Green, just um, amazing actress. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Black Panther kind of straddles this line with Wakanda's patriarchal system, for the time being at least. And then, of course, the Captain, the Captain America TV show where John Walker like fucked with the Dora Milaje and got fucked up for it. Right. But... I just, it, it feels like, there are other reviews have said it, there's a pattern in the MCU where heroine arcs are tied to their tragedies involving men. And that's kind of wearing thin for me. Well, that's that's the story of comic books in general, right? True. And, th- and that's not a Marvel thing. That's, that's just men writing things, and primarily white men. So even in this movie, right? What Marvel does is they slap a a woman director and she does the best of what she can, but she's not writing the film. And it's always apparent in, in the script, to your point. So like 
we're talk you were talking about your favorite things came from the female director, right? The scenes you're talking about came from the director, her shots, her vision, things like that. The things you don't like are from the male the male writers who are writing these heavy-handed things and talking about something that they themselves have never experienced. Now, with Black Panther, there were way more colored people in the room. Ryan Cooley don't play that. You get what I'm saying? So there was way more autonomy there. Um, And and even then, there was some times that you're like, all right. You know what I'm saying? I, I call the Killmonger effect is its own name, right? Where like to show that someone is a villain, they got to kill someone for no reason or something like that instead of like having the nuance of like what it feels. Um, and I feel that same way here. Um, I will say that there is still empowerment in it. And I because uh, it's hard. It's hard it, because you want to pull these stories out. But Black Panther, I mean, Black Widow, Wonder Woman, Batgirl, Batwoman, all these, Supergirl, all of these women, their stories, no matter how, Storm, no matter how powerful they are, are rooted in tragedy, rape, abuse. Because for men, they think that's our only struggle. Can we have kids? Have we been raped? Is the patriarchy awful? Like, and yes, these are very real struggles for us. But we also have other things that are way more nuanced that we care about that affect us. And I think until we have a, a female superhero movie written and directed by a woman, we're not going to see it. To your point about Black Panther, they really haven't pulled a hat trick of of a woman-led, women-directed, fully women-written work yet. Across the board, I think. I mean, I'm not sure who wrote Birds of Prey, but for Wonder Woman, there were there were men in the room for that too. Even in this movie, I would talk about direction, but there were at least two ass shots early in the film. I, I started taking a tally because I was like, are they going to do this a lot? But they only did two. <laughs> Which is considerably less than, you know, her um, debut in Iron Man, right? They yeah, had ass I mean, and titty Tyler shots. Was, was, he, was, he was he was ogling her. Yeah. You know. All right. I wanna I wanna keep keep it moving. Um how'd you feel about Elena's joke about uh widows uh posing? I thought that was a nod to like John Farrow and I thought it's hilarious. And I do think it's a nod, a, another nod to like how female superheroes are sexualized and it's stupid um, because of all of them, she do be posing all the time. We don't, what? Let's fight. You know what I mean? Like there are definitely scenes in the Avengers and stuff like that where, um, you know, they do whatever, but every time Natasha pull up, she got posed. And then start fighting every time. So I love it. You're totally right. Okay, here's the thing. There's always the thing with this movie. Like, I like the joke, but it was undermined by the fact that they were talking about this right in front of the shopkeeper. So this leads me to my thing. In the back of my mind, I kept thinking how Natasha is still on the run from 117 nations that signed the Sokovia Accords. And they were seemingly doing very little to hide during this movie. So when Winter Soldier, you know, they were wearing, you know, the hats and the sunglasses to be avoided, you know, to avoid shield, just like that one agency. Like Natasha wore a hoodie once in this movie, and then her hair was all out. Uh, she teased the blonde hair. 
But she walked around this whole movie with her bare face out the whole time. It, yeah. it, it was almost like she forgot the abilities of the government or the worldwide intelligence community as well as her own tactics from the film. So it was like, that was funny, but like, why are you seeing this right in front of, in front of this dude? You're a wanted fugitive worldwide. One right? of the most famous women in the world. Right. right. So I was kind of like, what? what is this movie? Agreed. And that, that's kind of the whole tonal shift. Like, like you started off so dark and 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 pointed and then i feel like after the first act it started to it's just funny, try to juggle I, so many things all i thought about when i saw that box of hair dye is ain't no way natasha can use box hair dye to make her hair from red to blonde without it turning orange <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing i, I, I thought i never even thought about the that. first that's, thing that's i funny. thought about and then i was like that's why her hair so short at the end because she probably tried it fucked it up went to the salon they had to cut it all off <laughs> When he fixed it. Had to be that. Had to be that. Had to. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm sorry. That's all I could think of. When you, you talk, I was like, yeah. No, no. That's, you know what? She that's, didn't get a I, I always, I appreciate that perspective. But wigs, yeah, that makes, that totally makes sense. One last thing. The effects in the final act was a bit unfinished to me. Uh, mm -hmm. Particularly, I think the fire effects. When, mm -hmm. when Yelena blew up Drakov's aircraft carrier, it looked like a TV level effect with her Agreed. getting blown away. I, f I feel like they might as well have added a, a Wilhelm scream. Don't do it! This was fun! No! Yeah! I love a Wilhelm <laughs> <You> scream! <know>. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I love it. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love a Wilhelm scream. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. No, because this movie is going to get compared to Winter Soldier the most. I feel like that movie used mostly practical effects, and whatever CGI that was used, it looked pretty good. But I feel like this one was just a bit undercooked to me. And I think it goes back to. This movie, much like The Winter Soldier, is supposed to be grounded in realism, right? She's not fighting aliens. She's not even fighting a super soldier. So to get these over-the-top scenes was unnecessary. And, I mean, I don't know if the graphics are always that terrible. I don't think so. They were able to do Guardians of the Galaxy without me complaining. Um and but Ragnarok, I, of course. And right? Ragnarok, agreed. And and um, Dark War World is almost all CGI. But either way, I mean, right? I could go on and on. But either way, um, I think you're right. I wanted. I thought I was just going to see hands this entire movie, it's similar to the Budapest scene or the uh, on the bridge scene. And I think with a big disconnect to your point and why the sec the the final act was so weird was that it was so over the top. And it just didn't fit in all levels, and it was it was odd. Yeah, it, it felt like a different movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, and I was kind of thinking about this. Um, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, a lot of the MCU scenes are ridiculous, right? And I, I agree. Um, I was thinking about why I felt this way specifically about this. And I feel like if there are enough good character beats and moments, you really care about these characters, you can. it's easier to accept what's happening, right? right? One of my favorite MCU films Maybe my favorite, possibly, is Civil War. Same. And honestly, the plot of how Zemo orchestrated all of that shit is admittedly pretty goofy. But everything around that, from the, the character moments to the dialogue, the action was so excellent that it worked for me. Um, and I feel like this movie didn't have enough uh, 
They had Black Panther in it, to your point. And it still wasn't and like Spidey. over the type. There's so and much. Spider-Man, yeah. And it still was like, like th- that whole scene is in a parking lot. And they just throwing hands for 20 minutes. That's all we watching. Versus like we watch Natasha in a crumbling space station, flying through the air, fighting tasks. You're like, what do we need all this for? For such a right. heavy story too. Like it's not like the story wasn't lacking. So... I think it's some of it too is like the guys in the studio being like, uh uh-uh, uh, we need, you know how like there's this anime about black people, um, Yusuke, and they were like, we gotta put Mets in here, we gotta put magic in oh, here, oh, we Yasuke. gotta do science. So Don't I think it was the Yasuke, same thing. Please. I know, I know, but I think it's the same concept where the men can trust a movie like Captain America and, and Civil War. Um, to be just about fighting and make it more like this. And the same way for Captain America and the Winter Soldier, where it's about like impropriety and conspiracy and then there are good fighting scenes, but they can't, they don't, they don't trust a woman led movie to be as compelling to do that. Um, Because I would love whatever the equivalent of Captain America, of Steve Rogers holding the, uh, what is that? The helicopter? Yo, I would love whatever yeah. I think <laughs> that equivalent would be for her, um, which we, we really don't see. I, I think, yeah. And I think also it didn't help, even on, on the dramatic level, it didn't help that these were really bad accents the whole time. It's like everyone's trying to be all dramatic. I mean, the accents were bad in Black Pan- Panther too, right? Ain't nobody was Africa I'm, but Lupita and she Mexican. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not I mean, even yeah. joking. She's dead Mexican, y'all. I mean, I'm not even trying to be like, oh, and she's Mexican. Like, Lupita w- grew up at, was in Mexico. Like, that's her life. Like, that's her life story. You guys could look it up. She moved there when she was I mean, like I'll take two. Your for it. I don't know. Yeah, she moved there when she was like two, and she lived her. She's Kenyan, but she grew up and speaks Spanish in Mexico City. So she's Mexican. Everybody else was American, or maybe Denai. Or British. They, those were where they were from. So their accents. Yeah. But they, I think they tried to say that their accents weren't bad. It was a Wakandan accent, not any African dialect that you would know. So they, they kind of got a pass for it. Mm-hmm. But this Russian joint, all of them. I was like, No, you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting a bit late. So I want to just <laughs> inch to the finish line. It's like 12 a.m. here. I'm, sorry. Um, I'm just going to give my closing comment. No, 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 no. This, this, has been, this has been great. It's been fun. I want to inch my way to the closing comments here, and then you can, you know, sh- share yours. I cannot stress enough again that I really like the first act of this movie. Mm-hmm. I think if it had maintained that level of tension, uh, the world crafted action and levity, it really could have been near the heights of Winter Soldier, if not surpassed them. I just think this stretches itself too thin with the amount of uh, spy thriller inf- influences, the female empowerment themes, the family drama, and just needing to have so much comedic punch up for very serious moments. This film felt more like an attempt to copy Marvel and not be Marvel. Mm-hmm. So when the credits rolled, I especially after the, the stinger, I just felt empty. I feel like nothing in this movie really added anything substantial to the MCU. Like if you took it out, it would hardly impact anything. It honestly felt like a Disney Plus experience. Um, I think there are MCU movies that are worse than this, but I feel like this is Marvel's biggest mistake to date. If that mm. makes sense. 
Yeah, and I agree. I mean, obviously, you could take that movie, nothing happened, right? Because this movie is in the past. And not in the past in the way that, like, Captain Marvel was in the 90s. In the past is, like, during the MCU, this had this should have been put out there five or six years ago. So, obviously, if we continue to make movies after when this is set that we didn't need it nothing in the impact it was like you said like a character study on Natasha and her family I also believe that if this was two movies it would have been better um and to your point the last the final act was so very different from everything else we watched that it did take down the experience I I mean but all in all I enjoyed it I would give it like three and a half out of five I I feel that I feel that I just, it felt like, in, in a way, a vehicle to set up other stories, and not even a motion picture. Like, at the Stinger, I thought they were going to tease Captain America 4 or something, but it, it was just Hawkeye. <laughs> it's oh, like, thank God. Really? Can we talk about that real quick? Y'all. Really? I think Hawkeye <laughs> is one of the biggest villains on the Avengers next to Wanda, and he needs to be in jail. In jail. He got more kills at this point than the Winter Soldier. And he was, there was nothing. He was just grieving, killing people for five years straight. Five he years straight. killed Scorpion, straight. man. That's fucked up. <laughs> I love that Japanese <laughs> actor. Um, I forgot his name. Um, but yes, I, I do agree. I thought that Stinger was going to be, but to, to your point, to both of our points, this movie was supposed to be from five years ago. So like it was written, the Stinger would have been fire if it came out in 2016, we like, dang, she got the Hawkeye. Even if it wasn't about him pushing her off of, you know, whatever. Imagine if this came out right after Civil War. We're like, first of all, who killed Natasha? Second of all, why did he kill Natasha? We would have been on the edge. Of, that stinger would have hit totally different five years ago than now. I don't know if they would tease a death. Like, that was a surprise for Endgame. My last nitpick for this. Um, pour one out for Samurai a.k.a. Shayna West. Me too. <laughs> I thought she was going to be in that movie way more. Either on the show, but definitely on social media. I talked about like years ago about her, about wanting her to be in the MC or, or, or a DC movie show, whatever. I was so hyped for her when she announced her involvement in this project, uh, but she was barely there. It made me think I could also be in there. Yeah. You, you, see, you see that amazing fro in the background, but that was about it. Like, did... Did these other actresses have a bigger social media presence than her? Because because she's everywhere in blurred circles. Like I, maybe she's still just black famous. I don't know. I don't think she's black famous. I think she's a stunt woman and a new. I think she's not as a prominent stunt woman as the other women. You know what I'm saying? Like she has a social media following and she is a martial artist. But she's not, a, from my knowledge, she's not a stunt woman. Like um, that actress who's like also Adoro Milaje, but also like a Amazon and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. There are stunt women who are just professionally in movies. And I'm thinking that's what it was. Or maybe she had a bigger part and they cut it. I was trying to figure out the same thing, too, though. I was like, I thought she was at least going to throw a punch at Scarlett. I just feel like none of the women other widows had a presence aside from the lady who you know tried tried to like uh cut widow and like fell to her death aside from that everyone else had pretty basic parts even the part where they held her down and was like kicking her punching her in the room i didn't see her her throw a punch at all she was just no. totally cut from the movie 
It was I so thought, weird to me. Yeah, that scene too. I was really hoping when I had saw all those widows training, I thought on some incredible tip, all four of them were going to meet up somewhere on that ship and have to fight off all those widows. And I was hyped for that. So then when Same. I realized that like I saw um, Marina and old boy dip and I saw Elena leave, I said, oh. She about to fight them all by herself. Oh, and I was, yeah, I was disappointed yeah. about that too. Yeah. Um, she is in pre-production to star in this martial arts film called Jade. So here's hoping that's successful. Um, Sam Ryder, if you listen to the show, I doubt you are, but if you are, good luck to you. We, we love you. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the, all the notes I have. Do you have any other notes? Mm, no, I think we covered it. Yeah. Um, how do I end this? <laughs> um, Frankie, fantastic Frankie. Thank you so much for waking up and talking to me about, about nerd shit. No problem. I appreciate it. Let's do, let's do it. Let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thanks for staying up late. <laughs> no, it was, it was great. You want to tell the good people again where they can, they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on almost all platforms at Fantastic Frankie, F-R-A-N-K-E-Y. Um, or you can find me on Twitter at Fanboy Fighter. So I post pretty frequently, TikToks, all that stuff. It's a lot of fun. So pull up for sure. And of course, you can find us on Facebook, uh, B-L-E-R-D-U-P. And we're on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D-U. And we're on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D-P-U-P. And we're also on Blur.com. Awesome website full of nerdy content from a black cultural lens. I'm going to let you all go out on the ending credit song, a song that deserved a better movie. Y'all be easy. Peace. Peace.